Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. The following programming has been made possible in part by the generous support of BITS, Blind Information Technology Specialists. An affiliate of the American Council of the Blind, BITS provides career development for computer professionals. For over 50 years, BITS has been on the forefront of industry, promoting and advocating on information access and technology that improves the quality of life for people who are blind and visually impaired. Learn more about BITS programs and how to become a member by visiting their website at www.bits-acb.org. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to Health Checkup and joining us as we have a discussion today about some trauma subjects. You know, April came to a close so fast. There was so many awareness months um, opportunities. So today we're going to do a triple. We're not doing a double hitter. We're doing a triple hitter. <laughs> we're going to talk about the stress. Um, awareness of alcoholism and awareness of sexual abuse and violence. And we're going to do this in a very informative way. And we are looking forward to having this discussion. But before we do, we just want to take a moment to say thank you to ACB listeners out there for tuning in to us on ACB radio. And those of you guys that are in the Zoom room, thanks for being here. All right. So, Darrow, how are you today? I am well, Terry. How about you? Thanks for being our streamer and keeping the ACB radio community in touch with us. It's my pleasure. Great. Hey, Jay, how are you doing today? I'm doing excellent. It's nice out there. It's only like 60 degrees outside. So beautiful. What? Yeah. Tucson, Arizona is only 60? Yeah. Are you sure that six not been turned upside down? To a nine, because no, no it's nice? actually really nice. Because yesterday it rained, and it's nice and beautiful out here. Oh, that's nice. You know, April showers bring May flowers. Hi, Dan. Thanks for being our host today. How are you doing? I'm doing okay today. Thank you so much. Well, Darrow, let's get started. So you drew the short straw to talk about stress. Well, uh, you know. that's a topic near and dear to my heart, having been a 911 dispatcher for 15 years, that's for sure. Uh, first of all, I think we, we pretty much all know, we're not going to get into too much detail as to what causes stress, um, but it is the, the cortisol and hormone that in, can get increased in your body. And sorry if my screen reader is talking in the background. I apologize for that. Why don't I just... Hold on, we're having a little difficulty here. Uh, fine. Okay. Uh, anyway, we're not going to get too much into what causes stress, but we all know what stress is, and we all know that when you are under stress, your immune system is basically vulnerable, and that's why people that are under stress, and I know this happened to me in, in my jobs throughout my lifetime, is that you become more apt to be sick, and especially with you know what we have going on in America today, the pandemic thing it's very important to to deal with stress in a healthy way so of of course the the most basic thing is to avoid stress now we all know that that's much easier said than done so <laughs> i'm going to talk a little bit about what happens when you're under stress and and things to do uh 
the most important thing as an overall stress reducer is a healthy lifestyle. And you know, the old expression, all work and no play, dot, dot, dot. Well, that really is true. You need a well-rounded life. If you're going to work 60, 70 hours a week and you know, you're going to come home at night and just eat you know, junk food, if you will, for dinner or you know, stop at a fast food joint and then not get enough sleep and go back to work the next day, you're just asking for trouble. And you really need to spend time for yourself. Maybe it's just, you know, of course, going for a walk is very healthy, but something along those lines, just get outside for a little bit of time and and enjoy nature to, to what it is. And we all get into stressful situations in life, and unfortunately, that is the that is the case. And one of the most basic things is just take a deep breath, T- take a take a time out for just even if you're getting yelled at by your boss, take a couple of deep breaths, try to relax as best you can in the situation. When you know the other day when you were talking about your topic. I love what you shared. If you're in a meeting with your boss and you get stressed, will you share that with everybody? Your your trick? Your trick with dealing with stress when you're in a meeting? Oh, yes. Here's the trick. When when you're in a meeting and you're in you're really under the gun and this I learned this from a therapist but not who I had a professional relationship at all. She's just a friend of mine. And we were talking one day and it's like well, think about the worst stress that you could be under at work. And I'm not talking about 911 dispatchers. That's the life and death call. And you obviously can't step away from that. But under normal, quote unquote, jobs, say your boss is yelling at you and really giving you a bad time and is in your face. You know what always works? And I never thought of this. It's so true. Is excuse yourself. Say you have to go to the bathroom urgently. Nobody is ever going to say no. And what, just as I talked about a little earlier, that gives you a chance to go in the bathroom and go into a stall, take a deep breath, just relax for a couple minutes. No one is ever going to deny when, uh, I'm sorry, sir, I, I, I I'm, I'm feel I'm going to be sick. I need to go to the bathroom right away. That, that'll stop any stressful situation, at least for a moment. So you can take that time to take the deep breath. Uh, maybe try to think about something else. Now, I realize that's a lot easier said than so done. So when we're doing our prep calls and you say you have to go to the bathroom, I'm going to double think of what I'm saying to you if I'm stressing Yeah, out. you always stress me out, Terry. That's a big problem. We have to work on that. <laughs> Jay, what are you thinking? Is that a good technique? Well, I guess, I, you know, if I go on a fire call, I guess it's not very good to say I have to go to the bathroom. Well, I, I said that, that that wouldn't work in, in, yeah. in, uh, in terms of 911 dispatchers or fire calls. There, you, you, you just have to deal with it. And, yeah. the, you know, the worst thing, you know, firemen and police are big ones. Take overtime, overtime. Oh, work, work, work. Hey, I can work 48 hours straight. Not a good idea. It really isn't because yeah. you're, <coughs> excuse me. So you still have to worry about it. Other things you can do. Whatever you like for a hobby, even if it's, uh, say, for example, reading a book, or if as long as you won't get in trouble for doing this, surfing the internet for a little while. When you're on your lunch break at work, do that. Do something fun. Don't don't skip lunch and say, oh, I got a half hour. I can do this much more work. No, no, no. Take a break. If you're in a, a factory type job, anything like that, when you get breaks, 
take it. Now, this is my own personal opinion, and this is not based upon any research or anything, but the 40-hour work week didn't just get pulled out of the sky out of the blue. There's a reason for that, and there's a reason why that there's lunch breaks, uh, people that are doing intense jobs, there's reasons why you have breaks. Even like Jay said, firemen. Guess what? If there's a big fireman, a big fire rather, it's very important to give the firemen uh, breaks. And they've learned about that over the years. And that's why they call additional personnel and just to take over so the original people can can take breaks. And, you know, whatever you're doing stressful, always take a break there. There are very few jobs that you really can't take a break after a certain period of time. Sure, you're in the cardiac arrest call. The, you know, as Jay said, the the firemen, or the paramedics are doing CPR. Sure, you don't take a break then, but that call's not going to last all day. And when you're done, it's very important to take a break. And a lot of progressive agencies now are are putting that right into the uh, the plan. And I know when I was a dispatcher at times, we would be told, no, don't don't send that unit, send another one, because they just came back from a hot call. And uh, people are really starting to realize that 16-hour days nonstop is asking for trouble. So the main thing about stress is you need to have a well-rounded life and deal with it however you can, because if you don't deal with it, it's just going to be more and more trouble. And home life, of course, that's that's another area that can be very stressful. Once again, go take a quick walk around the block if you can. And you can always work on arrangements to do that. You know, there's a million things you can say, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that. But really with a, with a fair amount of planning, a minimal amount of planning, actually, you can do that. You can make arrangements. You have a small child, have a neighbor, hey, do you mind coming over for a half hour and then just going around the block? These all sound like, oh, they're all theoretical pie in the sky stuff, but it's not. And it's it's really important that you, you do things like this to to maintain your well-being. It really, stress is not just a joke. It's not just an emotional thing. It really does affect your body physically. And I can speak from experience that in the past, I was under massive stress and I didn't take breaks and I didn't insist on that. And I broke out in hives. And the doctor said, you're under stress? And it's like, yep. And there you go. That's, so that's my personal experience with that, that it really, really does matter. And of course, the way not to deal with stress is by drinking or drugs. And I'm going to turn it over to Jay, and he's going to talk a little bit now about alcoholism. Go ahead there, Jay. Well, I know our community likes to have bars, either at just a regular bar or even at some restaurants that you can get a drink that way. And before even all that, a doctor, if you had stomach problems, would order an alcohol for your digestive wise, which is now they found out to be not a good thing to do. Yeah. Alcohol was a medicine to treat. Yeah. And also because when they would cross cities, if they, I mean, cross the ocean, they would put some of the alcohol in the water so that way it wouldn't contaminate it it would kill some of the other bugs but right now alcohol if you binge drink just give a guess how many drinks it would take just a binge drink for a female mm, five actually only four wow for female five for men for a binge that's not drink. a lot no, no it's, it's not. not well i know women lack the enzyme of breaking down alcohol and so it, ha- it has a longer effect on women than men because we d- we're missing that one enzyme. So it takes longer to break down the alcohol. And to be classified as alcohol 
um, excessive drinking, it is eight drinks per week and 15 for men. That's still not a lot, especially for a whole week long. And give a guess how much it costs our taxpayers to pay for this problem. I don't know. Billions. Yes, it's $249 billion. Wow. Every year. You could use that money in ACB to do some really awesome things for our members. That's for sure. And one out of 10 people die from alcohol problems. And I think the other part of it is I don't think they actually rate it um, high enough because when they do a death certificate, if their primary problem was because of heart, liver, that's what their problem was. They don't classify it as because of the alcohol. They classify it as because of the liver problem, alcohol, cancer, all kinds of different reasons why for um, alcohol problems. The, but community-wise, there's all kinds of reasons for people to drink. You know, there's songs about drinking. There's all kinds of problems. The other problem is if you stop drinking. Oh, yeah. Is, Let's talk about which, that. Which is classified as DTs. You can have tremors. You can, uh, when you start to do the tremors, you can, um, all your system is, tr- you're sweating out all the, all the sweat and toxins, uh, all kinds of different problems that you can have because of not having it. Some doctors will actually, so you don't go through the DTs and problems, they will actually write an order for that person to have at least one beer a night. Or depending on how much they've been drinking before that, they may even do an alcohol drip. Yeah. So when I was working in um, neonatal ICU units, Um, Whenever a mom was to deliver a baby, we would do a drug screen panel because whatever the mom ingests or takes goes to the baby. So we literally in the early 90s, um, some of the babies would be born um, positive cocaine and positive alcohol. And we would have to make they actually had this big bottle of fresh cocaine in the pharmacy locked up and ready to go to make the. IV solution, because as soon as the baby is born, we would give them Narcan, which reverses everything. But then we had to give them the um, drips of alcohol or cocaine or whatever substance that they were going to go withdraw because of the seizures and the um, seizures and um, any other complications to help reduce the DTs for the babies. It was pretty intense. Do you know how many drinks a woman should have when they're pregnant? Zero. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, um, exposing a fetus, uh, the baby, to alcohol when they're being, um, when they're growing and the brainstem and everything, there's a lot of um, abnormalities that occur. Yep. Because of being exposed to fetal. Yeah. Fetal syndrome is what it's called. But um, luckily, It's amazing what a woman will do. And I think, Darrow, one of the other jobs we didn't talk about that is the most stressful job, I think, in the universe is being a parent after spending the weekend with my two nephews. That's very true. You know, those moms and those dads, you know, and coronavirus, I'm telling you, their cups are full and one thing happens and the next thing you know, they're yelling and screaming at everybody. 
And I tell you what I learned a long time ago, being in critical care, and we do a lot of death and dying, but a lot of good things too. Um, I was taught in my early 20s to not get burned out. You got to have what's called the golden hour. Now, for us that talk about physical trauma and car accidents, and Jay, Darrow, you know, the golden hour is when the injury occurs to get them treatment within that golden hour um, increases survival rate the sooner you get someone to a trauma center. But in reality, we have to look at stress as a form of trauma on our own. And we need to take that one hour every day. If it's to play dice world, is it to get up and move and go for a walk? Is it just to get up and dance? Oh, there's a new game in town that I learned about. Ding dong coconuts. Oh my. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Lucy. (laughs) Ding dong coconuts, whatever you need to do. That's why I make sure every day I turn on the radio There are some great radio stations that are on and just at least dance your stress away. And I had a little frustration before we got on Zoom. My computer didn't want to work. And, you know, you just take a deep breath and you call someone, you know, don't let don't let your cup be over over it. And the thing about alcohol can change your behavior. Yeah, it can change your behavior. And what's super crazy is, is listen. I worked the night shift at the hospital. I didn't see any problem to have a beer at 7.30 in the morning when I got home because that was like 7.30 in the evening for me. And, you know, but I would have one beer um, maybe like once or twice a week. It usually was after a really, really, you know, uh, bad resuscitation and or just a really busy night. But the one thing I notice is, is, Even having that one beer truly doesn't relax me. It was what I was doing. I was just sitting outside, my feet touching the grass and just breathing. Did I really need the alcohol? No, it just sped up the process in my mind. But, you know, sometimes you just got to realize, and I know there is a fantastic support group I want to talk about. It's on Thursdays at eight o'clock. If you have any questions or you are like, maybe I am drinking a little bit more than I want to, please join Sobriety First at 8 o'clock on Thursday. I am an addict, but I'm not an alcoholic. I am a food and a sex addict. And that group is very welcoming to any form of someone who uses substances to numb their stress and to cope with stress in an unhealthy way. And they are a fantastic group of people that get together and provide strength for one another. Cause we're all in this journey together. You know that (laughs) I can't wait. We should mention the the sobriety first is a community call here on ACB. (gasps) Oh, Darrow. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. I got a little silly there and forgot. Yeah. So that sobriety first is an ACB community call and yeah, but you got to get in there, right? Cause they close the door after the first 10 minutes. Do they lock the door? I can't remember if it's five or 10, but fairly, yeah. fairly quickly yeah. into the call. And it's very, you know, you don't know who's in there till you get in there and it's very um, respectful and um, just know that it's an amazing group of people. So Jay, what else do you want to share? 
Well, the other thing that I wanted to share was when you're out there and you're out there with a bunch of people and you're drinking, you also want to make sure you protect your drink. Oh, yes. Because somebody else may slip something in there. Yeah. Well, right now with the bars not being so crowded, you don't have to be so bad. And men and women need to be protective because it's very easy to drop a roofies right into that drink and not see it or hear it or taste it. That's for sure. Just, and that means, you know, at least in my drink, I know that it'll definitely be detected. Well, do you know now that they have, there are some bars that actually have glasses um, that change color if someone puts something in your drink or no, an really. ice cube. Yeah, there's these artificial ice cubes that you can buy. But you know what I just realized? What is there out there to protect us that are vision impaired blind? If we could put something in our drink so that if someone changes it, it would make an auditory sound. Hey, anybody out there in bits, we need to develop this. Proceeds go to ACB health checkup. <laughs> You know, but yeah, there are these um, cubes um, and different devices that change color if something's put into your glass or the glass change itself. But I don't know if anybody. So let's take a moment and see if there's any questions out there. Dan, do you want to remind everyone how to raise their hands? Okay, if you're on a PC, it's Alt-Y. On a Mac, it's Option-Y. On a smartphone, there's a more button in the lower right corner, and then you double tap that, and there's a raise hand option. And on a landline, it's star nine. (coughs) And Greg, you are the only one with your hand raised. Well, I was just going to say the caregivers are under a lot of stress these days. Um, Oh, yes. People care for dementia care uh, people, and a lot of times they were forbidden from providing care last year. So, yeah, you know, when I went to the hospital, we couldn't go back with her and we couldn't get her to eat. And we saw her you know, in the home before she died. But, you know, a lot of people, you know, when you're fighting against dementia, you're trying to keep them alive, trying to keep them eating. And then you can see them, but you can't help them. And, of course, they passed away. There's a whole bunch of people who uh, medical teams are the last people they saw. So it's a lot of stress on the caregivers. Uh, generally, you know, you get out for a walk or go to the gym or something like that helps. But there's still, you know, I think people have said that it's sort of like a, kind of a PTSD thing where, you know, the thing that you most avoided uh, with dementia care, I mean, you know, the um, dying of that sort of thing, uh, you couldn't stop it. And you had to, you know, sort of happen around you and slow, you know, like slow motion sort of thing. You couldn't, even if you've been caring for them for like five, six, seven years, you couldn't do anything. Yeah. uh, Dementia, Alzheimer's is the worst disease process. But when you can't, uh, when you can't help, you know, you've been helping if they had died, even if you'd gotten in there, maybe, but where you didn't get in there to help, you don't know, uh, because I had to keep getting, you know, pushing fluids. And of course they weren't pushing fluids. Like you would push fluids. I was there all day from, um, uh, I guess nine in the morning till 11, 12 at night, you know, pushing fluids and medicines and all. So when you're not there to do that, you don't know if they're doing it or not. Um, the person, you know, passes away, then it's really, you know, we've been going down a little bit before that, but when yeah. they locked everything down, you couldn't get in to help. And over the, when you look on Facebook, it's, it's a general feeling. A lot of people were in that boat. Uh, some people couldn't get help in. If they put their person in a facility, they couldn't get in to see them or they couldn't get them out or whatever. It, uh, this COVID's been quite a mess, uh, honestly. 
It has been. And I think that's what's so amazing about the ACB community Zoom that was created to help us deal with everything. I mean, look at all the different support groups. I know there's also a call for caregivers in the community. Um, There's so many different peer support groups. I mean, even our guide dog users have Paul support. Um, to help with our guide dogs and understanding their emotional needs. But it is very taxing for caregivers and parents. Let's talk about having those kids home with them all day long, Um, you know, at school age. And when did you sign up to become the teacher? You know, um, I know um, my friend, Brian, you guys all know Brian Smith from Out of Sight Adventures. Um, I always ask him every day, I said, how's kindergarten going? And and he was... (laughs) It was interesting how he would talk about helping his five-year-old getting through kindergarten, but that's why we have a great call that Mo does um, at three o'clock talking about what's up with kids today and parenting is very challenging. And with the caregiver of someone who has dementia, Alzheimer's, it's they're going backwards and becoming a child. And it's very, very taxing. I experienced that with my grandmother. Um, where she became the child and I became the adult. And yeah, it's very challenging. And it ends, of course, and it ends in the you know, opposite direction. And of course, they die and the caregivers kind of left. So it's, yeah. it's just something to deal with, too. It so, is. But, that yeah, PTSD is very, very real. Yeah. Um, it is very traumatic. And it's very important that if you are having challenges, there's phone numbers that we are going to mm-hmm. talk about to make sure you reach out to. NAMI is one yeah. of them, National Alliance for Mental Illness, and we will be making sure you have that number. It's 1-800-959-64. Oh, I forgot the last two numbers. I had it memorized. 64. Oh, no. Which paper is it? Six four six four six six two six four. Okay, everybody. One eight hundred nine five nine six two six four. And or if you're in a moment and you really, really need to talk to someone but you can't talk, you text NAMI N A M I to seven four one seven four one. So that's NAMI, N-A-M-I, 741741. I was just going to Yeah, go ahead. Correction on the number, it's 950, not 959. Oh, oh, thank you, Dan. Oh, I'm so grateful. So it's, Dan, repeat the whole number again. 1-800-950-6264. And 6264 is NAMI on the keypad. Correct. Correct. Thank you, Dan, so much. Yeah, Greg? I was just going to recommend getting outside and going for walks and things like that. That helps oh. if you're caregiving somebody. Going for walks, like you said, you know, for, for about a half-hour walk or 20-minute walks and going yeah. for walks out, that really helps a lot. And, of course, it's a safe activity, too. So that helps a lot for people who are caregiving and things. You're getting out of it for a little while. Yeah, that is very good. And if possible, the person that you're caregiving, if you can get them to go for a walk um, with you just to get Mm -hmm. them outside and change of scenery, um, you know, get them a wheelchair, get them a walker, 
or just sit outside. Um, I did that a lot with my mom as I sat them outside. Well, thank you so much for all that information and sharing. Dan, what's the time? 2.29. Okay. And also when you're outside, this way you can get some nice, good fresh air. Listen to the birds. That'll help calm you. Another good thing is also listening to some comedy. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. All righty. Gary, I was going to bring up one more thing about stress. Is you're talking yeah. about parents and stuff. Get, hire a babysitter. Work it out so that you have uh, periodically an evening out away from your kids. I always remember a woman I was friends with said, she called me up one night and says, oh, I just need adult talk. I've been talking to my kids all day. And, you know, there's a sign that, you know, she needed a break. Yeah. And, and you know, most people, you find a friend, come over for an hour or two, just go out to dinner with uh, your spouse or something like that. And uh, the other thing is that you talk, we talked a little bit about caregivers and stress. You would be surprised the number of government grants that exist for respite care for caregivers, give you a couple hours off a couple of times a week. There's a lot of government money that's out there for that. And depending on the state that you're in, you can start with the, uh, you start right with the Board of Education for the Blind or whatever your state calls it, and or Area Agency on Aging, whatever, whatever the terminology is in your state. You would be surprised how there's grants available so you can take breaks. And it's, it's and so what important. What number just, can we call throughout the United States that will connect us with our local human services? It's not 911. It's not 311. It's what? 211. So you don't have to know any of the numbers we're giving you except these three important numbers. 211 will connect you to your local human services that's available. And you just tell them, look, I'm not thinking straight. I need help. Um, because, you know, like what Greg mentioned earlier, this coronavirus, you know, remember play, play dates? You know, you used to have play dates with sure, the kids. Yep. Well, and that was a way where you would get adult conversation. But since we weren't able to create this huge bubbles, you know, people created these little bubbles of family. But, you know, if you see the same six people for nine months, oh, boy. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, that's a great, great thing, Darrow. Yes, it is. Yeah. And, Jay, I know you had personal impact of being a healthcare provider um, and caregiver for your son. Yes. Uh, Sometimes we would have the help, but and then most of the time, uh, because he needed so much care, that we just couldn't call anybody. He had to have a nurse, uh, an, uh, an RN to do it or an LPN. Yeah. But again, um, you know, reach for that golden hour every day. Um, and maybe you can't do the 60 minutes together, but do 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there. Do something for you because if you don't take care of you, who's going to be there to take care of everyone else? That's right. Yeah. So, all right. And you are the most important part of that team. You are. Yeah. You are number one and you've got to take care of you and make sure your glass is half empty and that cortisol level is low. If you have it running at a level eight, nine and tens is the max and something happens, you can't have much resources. So try to get it low. 
as possible. So then when you need to react, you have room to react and you can get that hormone to help you overcome what you need to, but you can't be running on, you know, you can't have that NOS running at a hundred miles an hour every day of every moment. (laughs) Right, Darrow and Jay? You you sure cannot. Yeah. So um, let's talk about our third topic for today. Um, Do we have any more hands before we move on, Dan? We do not. Okay. So for everybody, now we're going to go into our third topic of today. Um, We're going to be talking about, well, Dan, why don't you introduce us to RAIN? R-A-I-N-N. We have permission from RAIN to play this video. I'm an eternal optimist. Gymnastics Hall of Famer. Mom, nurse, overall awesome. Uh-oh. Okay, sounds like we're having some technical difficulties. Anybody there? I'm not. Yeah, we're here. Yeah, but okay. no no video. Okay, we're having a little tef- technical difficulty. So what we're talking about now is April is also Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And RAIN stands for, it's the largest network in the United States. It is based in Washington, D.C. It is a non-for-profit. It stands for R-A-I-N-N, and it's rape. Survivors of sexual violence. I didn't talk about it. I was told not to talk about it. So I'm here to talk about it. Because I can't stay quiet. I was told I would never escape the darkness. But we have. Because for myself and for you, I wouldn't stay quiet. You may feel broken. You aren't. You may feel alone. You aren't. Because we didn't stay quiet. I was able to break my silence. Because of those who refused to stay quiet. I am a businesswoman. TV host, DJ. Activist. Actor. Painter. Advocate. Ally. Survivor. 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 And we won't stay quiet. So right now they're showing the number to ring, which I will share that with you guys. Um, this video is um, available on their website as well as tons and tons of resources. When we, um, RAIN stands for Rape, Assault, and Incest National Network. And it is the largest in the United States. When you call the number, and I will give that number to you, um, it will connect you to your local rape crisis center and sexual abuse center. The most important thing is, is that statistically, it is insane of what's going on with this subject matter. 80% of sexual assault is done by someone you know, 
not normally the creepy, you know, walking down the street in the homeless creepy guy. The other thing is, is every 96 seconds, there is someone who is sexually assaulted. Sexual assault, violence, sexual violence, sexual abuse is an interchanging word. The most important thing and the sad thing is, is that 69% of sexual assault, abuse, and violence is not reported because you're either threatened verbally, threatened to leave, or threatened that you'll be killed. I am a sexual assault survivor. I was molested when I was a child, and I was raped twice in my life. One when I was 12. And I was able to stop one time when I was coming home from the hospital and I was walking up my steps in my apartment and I, I heard someone coming behind me, but I was so tired and everyone had to use these steps. And when I went into my apartment, I opened my door and he pushed his way in, but luckily um, he was not successful because I had taken a self-defense class. This call is not to be a support group. This call is about giving you resources. And just know that if you have ever been touched, we've all heard about the Me Too movement, that you're not alone. All the feelings that you're overcome with, you can't predict, but just know you're not alone. And you can call and get help and find out. Rain does make advocacy work. They do law changes. They are very, very, very active. And again, there's a number that you can call and just talk to someone. And it's not just a woman thing. There are men that are raped and abused and assaulted. It's not, it's not, uh, sexual abuse is not um, discriminating. It affects anybody and everyone. Um, One in 10 boys have been assaulted. I was astonished with that number. And the thing of it is, is it's a double-edged sword as you can't, if you feel uncomfortable by the way someone touches you, you need to speak up and say, don't do that. I don't like that. And it's very important. When I was being molested, um, this person would accuse and tell me that they would abandon my mom and I And she was a single mom. And, you know, it was just a lot of bad things. Um, People will threaten to kill you if you speak up. But you know what? If you don't speak up, what I learned through my counseling is, is you already die. You you, you, You die a slower death because it takes away something that you never wanted to give to somebody. And that's a piece of you. And my survival of my sexual abuse and molestation was because I finally got help. And it is so important that you focus on you and you take care of you and you talk to people. The other side of the coin is, is so important not to false report Um, in the medical field. Um, I had a dear friend. He was a paramedic. Oh, Jay. Yeah, he's a paramedic. And he went in to do a blood pressure cuff check on this patient. And she was well endowed. And one of the things we do 
is, um, you know, puts you, you know, you're in a hospital gown. And he went to put the blood pressure cuff on her arm and she yelled that he was raping her. And all he did was use his back of his arm to put the blood pressure cuff on and touched her breast tissue as he was putting the cuff on. That is a very interesting situation because was he raping her? (laughs) She felt she was violated, but instead of yelling like that, she should have talked, you know, um, yelled stop and um, got and requested, you know, he made me feel uncomfortable. He touched with his back of his hand. So that way she immediately gets respect and protects herself, but not to stand, not to keep yelling that he was um, raping her. So you want to make sure you be careful with the terms um, of someone being a predator and the word rape and, you know, but if you as a human being, no matter if it's a man or woman, feel uncomfortable how you are touched, you need to speak out. Like this weekend when I was at the beach, um, this gentleman bumped into me a couple of times in the hot tub. I didn't feel very comfortable. And I said, sir, I said, I'm here on your right. I'm still here. You've touched me three times. Can you please not do that again? And guess what? He stopped. But if you don't speak up, they don't know. So please, if you need any help with this matter, and I'm telling you, you don't know when it's going to happen, but when it does, speak up, stand up right for yourself and call RAIN. It is an anonymous call. They will help you with the counseling. And even if you're not sure, even if you're like, was, was that really, what was that that I was feeling? Was that abuse? Was that, you know, was what, what was that? You know, if you don't know what feelings and it was a touch or verbal confrontation or verbal say, call RAIN. It's free. They're there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And the number is 1-800-656-HOPE, H-O-P-E. And that number is 467, is that three? Yeah, 4673, yeah. So if you have any questions of an encounter at all, and you're not sure how you are feeling, you're not alone. You never think that you are alone. We have a great network of counselors. You call this number. It goes right. It takes your phone number and puts you to the closest counselor crisis and they will talk to you. And you have the option, like say, um, we're in, we're in, um, we all, we all won the, we all go on a cruise or whatever. And we're in Alaska um, and somebody feels uncomfortable and they call rain um, you have an option to put the zip code where you're at. So just because you're you're not home, anywhere you are, you can contact Rain, and they will connect you to the best counselor in your area that you are currently at. So I hope this um, talk today brought some awareness. Um, April's got you know three big ones. You know we've got stress, we have alcoholism. And what's sad is, is all three of these um, have tendency for people to commit suicide. 
which we've had NAMI and the crisis suicide line on our call last year. But again, we have give you guys and shared a lot of phone numbers to remember. But you know, there truly is a three-digit number you just have to remember, and that's 211. 211 is your human services. So like all the resources that we talk about, you know, getting help for caregivers, um, finding out the grants that are in your area, needing help to go grocery shopping, just needing general help, and wanting to talk to someone on the suicide line. 311 gets you to your local government. That's not always available. So that gets you to your local government. But if in any way you are in immediate danger and you feel your life is being threatened, Dara, what number do they call? Uh, 911. Yeah. So time check, Dan. 248. Okay. So let's see if anybody has any comments, any questions for the team. Otherwise, let's do a round around the table. By the way, when you go to the hospital, let me just tell you, do you know the difference between becoming an inpatient at a hospital and going to prison? What's that? <laughs> you have to pay for the hospital. Um, that's true, but this is a joke. Um, in prison, they give you clothes to cover the backside of you. So Very true. You tell- <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Very true. So, Anyways, okay, that joke didn't go. It's one way to keep everybody in bed. (laughs) That's true, Jay. That's so true. So on that note, let's see if there's anybody wants to talk to the team and any resources we need to um, exchange again. And then we'll do some roundtable if there's no questions. Any hands, Dan? No hands. Okay. So, Dan, anything you want to add about stress, alcohol? Sexual abuse. I did I did have a question right at the beginning for I think it was Darrow who was talking about what to do when your boss is going off on you. Yes. What if your what if your boss is complaining that you take too many bathrooms? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, Dan. That is a good one. And uh, did you want me to play the other video? Yeah, why don't you go ahead and play the second video from Rain? So while you're hooking that up, and again, Rain gave us permission to play these. Unfortunately, they were not able to attend today, um, but they gave us these great resources, and we did share them on our health checkup Facebook page. Ready? Ready, Dan. Rain has been supporting survivors of sexual violence since 1994. We have teams dedicated to education, prevention, and response. Improving the criminal justice system. And changing the way America thinks about sexual violence. Our hotline is 100% confidential. It's anonymous, it's safe, and free. Whether you're looking for information or just want someone to listen, we'll be there. Through the media, entertainment industry, and colleges across the country, we're making sure the public understands the reality of sexual violence and asking everyone to join us in the fight to end it. We work with companies, schools, government agencies, and other organizations to develop policies and provide training to create a culture of safety. We're leading the national effort to remove barriers so that survivors receive the justice they deserve. And are helping to pass laws to end sexual assault and make our communities safer. You are not alone. You are not alone. You are not alone. 
Porque siempre voy a atender a tu llamada. Because I'm here to support you with what you need to heal. Because I will work to prevent violence and to create a safer future. Because I share your story. Because we. 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 Because we will fight for you. Because we stand with you. Because with Rain, you are not alone. Since 1994, Rain has helped over 300 million people. Um, so I just wanted to share that with everybody. As April is National Sexual Abuse Awareness Month. Okay, Darrow. Any last minute? What time is it, Dan? It's 2.51. All right. Let's round table it up. Darrow? Okay. Yes. I think... People listening, there's a reason we picked all these topics to do together. It wasn't just at random we decided. They're all intermixed, and everything, sexual abuse, sexual, being a victim of sexual misconduct, whatever the case may be, alcoholism and stress, they're all related to one another. And the most thing is, don't be bashful getting help. Don't be bashful taking care of yourself. If if I was talking to a friend just an hour ago about how she was saying that alcoholism is so prevalent in the town we both grew up in that it's she was amazed the number of people that are now seeking alcohol treatment and it, it there's there's no um, stigma associated with it anymore. It's like get yourself some help if you if you have. Any like Terry's talking about or what Jay was talking about, get yourself some help. Or even if you can't deal with the stress that, you know, you've, you've listened to all the things we've said on this show and you can't, you can't do it. Get yourself some help. Never be embarrassed. And, you know, people have brought up on this show before that, oh, it's not confidential. They asked me my name. Well, that doesn't mean they're going to put a billboard up on the side of the highway with your name. They may just want to get to know you or as Terry's talking about, they need to know where you are, things like that. That's, that's the message I'd like to get across this afternoon is, please, if you feel anything is going on in your life that you need help, get help. Thanks, Darrow. That's really good. Do I see a hand up, Dan? Uh, yes, Deborah's hand is raised. Okay. Um, Jay, we're going to come back to you after Deborah. Go ahead, Deborah. Yeah, um, I, I'm glad I had, you know, joined me in today. I'm, I'm Deborah from uh, Denver. Um, because I'm being blind, I always keep a wall up trying to make sure that um, there don't be no misunderstanding of, uh, when they have to help me or touch me or or like when I have to get on a sister ride and, and then I know it's a male driver and he wants to put the seatbelt on for me. I said, you know, and I got wide hips. Like, no, that's okay. You got to, you know, like mess around with it to just to um, find, you know, find it around my hips and you know, my body. So um, I, I'm real conscious on um, making sure that uh, um, who's around me so that it won't be no misunderstanding. Oh, well, I'm really glad you got to join. And, you know, again, if you feel uncomfortable, um, the hand, the palm, the inside of your hand is more sensitive than the back of the hand. So you always, if someone needs to help you and touch you near an area where you may feel uncomfortable, just remind them, just say, make sure you use the back of your hand to touch me. Um because that's not as sensitive to the person that's touching you. But it's, again, I'm so proud of you for speaking up and saying, you know, making sure everything's okay. Because you you did an awesome job. 
awesome job. So thank you for sharing. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Any other hands up, Dan? No. Okay. Jay, let's wrap it up, Jay. And yes, there's always these different people that you can also talk to, but also don't forget about your primary care physician. You can also talk to that person and letting them know what your situation is, whether you uh, drink a lot. And if you're going for a procedure, let that doctor know how much you drink. Let that doctor know that you, even if it's even just drinking coffee, because the caffeine can also give you a caffeine headache and cause other problems. So let the doctor know what is going on with you, what you do on a normal basis. Well, it's so important to communicate with your healthcare team. And it's not just alcohol withdrawals that we have to deal with. It's the caffeine and it's the nicotine. Um, Now we have patches that we put on you so you don't go through the nicotine withdrawals. I mean, you're in the hospital because you're not feeling good. We don't need to have to battle the withdrawals of your lifestyle while we're trying to fix you so you can get back to living life. Um, in the manner that you want to live life. We don't want to control you. We want to help you. And until you're ready to get help, we can't help you. So please communicate with your medical team. Be honest. If you're having one glass of wine, but it's a 24 ounce glass, um, let us know, you know, if, um, which is, I think the whole wine bottle. (laughs) Um, There's always those memes on Facebook. I remember, oh, I have one glass of wine a day and it's the glass is as big as the face of the mom drinking it. Well, that's Um, like my drinking my uh, milk. And I always tell them I would drink one glass of milk per thing. So I think it was just probably one of the 64 ounce glasses of milk. (laughs) Well, you must have strong bones, Jay. Definitely. (laughs) And a lot of vitamin D. So everybody, thank you so much for being here with us. Um, We as a team, we really work very hard to put these meetings and calls together because we want to inform the community and get things talking. Um, We may be stepping back, um, not being every week for the summer. Um, because we really want to focus on the quality of calls. So right now, um, we are going to probably take next week off. And the following week, we are going to do gestures where those that are totally never had sight and a sighted person gives you the thumbs up or does this for you or does that for you. Um, we're going to have um, a team together where we're going to try to describe what all these gestures are. So if you want to say, if you're having a conversation with the sighted person and you want to say, good, you can just put a thumbs up and we're going to describe how to do this. So we're going to do um, communication um, with sighted gestures. And then we're super excited on May 24th, that Wednesday, we're going to do a call for water safety so everyone bring your swimmies oh i mean (laughs) put your bathing suits on oh we're gonna do cameras on i gotta go on a diet and uh we're gonna have fun and talk about water safety and um we're excited to join the forces of mo on what's up with kids nowadays so on that note time check dan 259 all right 
So we're getting off the stream now, everybody. So we appreciate you guys and just stay tuned to the community list and ACB radio. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for being with us today.